So this morning we asked the question, why aren't the trades covering what must be described as a form of fraud by iHeart and even the New York Post? Okay, Stoltz is back. We're not going to drill into it, but he's back with a very heart-rendering, rending kind of a court appeal. And to our surprise, Adam's radio... (laughs) To our surprise, Adam's radio is sold. And uh, that's an interesting little twist on the radio business these days. Good morning. We are back with another episode of Media Insultant. We give you our ideas, opinions, thoughts, and we hope it's all in the benefit, to the benefit, of radio and TV professionals, mostly sales and management professionals, both in and out of the business. I'm Jackson Weaver. I'm in Kirkland, outside of Seattle, and my handsome co-host, Keith Samuels, is in Los Angeles. Good morning, Jackson. Good morning, Keith. We do this each Tuesday and Friday, so today we'd like to welcome you to the Tuesday, October 4th episode of Media Insultant. We have followed this drama for, well, since we started Media yeah. Insultant, the drama two of, of two years, right? That's right. At least two years since we started this podcast, and it's the drama of Ed Stoltz and his three market radio stations that have been in bankruptcy for years. You've all heard the story. We've all followed it. Everybody knows what's going on with it. He keeps delaying and suing everybody under the sun to try and hang on to these stations, And what he's done now is his latest stint is to appeal to the full Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals for a stay on his bankruptcy. He wants to be able to take the stations back. And the three-panel, three-member panel that recently ruled against him said, you don't get them back because you're not paying your bills. So his leading reason, which I just love, Keith, his leading reason for appealing this to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals is... Larry didn't take an oath. That would be Larry Patrick, the court Larry designated. Patrick. The court designated. What is it they designated? Receiver. As a, he's a receiver. A, yeah. So he's he's the receiver. He's now uh, overseeing the the uh, the operation of these stations, or at least was for a while, till another judge uh, decided against that. But Larry continues to win, keeping him as a receiver and operating these stations. And he already had a buyer for these stations, and he was going to take that money and pay off all the creditors and give the rest to and pay himself for running these stations and getting them back on the air and then and then pay uh, and then the rest goes to Ed, right? But Ed's no. fighting that because he doesn't want Larry to sell the stations. Ed wants to sell his own stations. And so well, <laughs> but he didn't well, take an oath. There's a special oath when you become a a a receiver like this that that I, you... I guess I guess there is in some Arcania and a back law office somewhere that says you have to the the thing that's that's interesting is lawyers contend that this kind of lack of taking an oath can lead to having free reign to run amok amok which i had to look it up it means behave uncontrollably and disruptively well who's uncontrollable and disruptive it's ed stoltz it's 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 not larry patrick jeez I think there's a little projection going on here. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, who's running amok? Well, yeah, that's what so, we should call our show. We should call our show Media Amok. Ooh. 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 
<laughs> well, maybe there's a special episode each month where the media insultants run amok. Okay, <laughs> we're out there that running would, amok. <laughs> that would be disruptive, and I would look forward to the uncontrollable side of it. So it'd be very entertaining. <laughs> we'll we'll do that. All right, we got to quit Stoltz because we got to uh, move on here this morning. Okay. Uh, all the big boys, as you know, are in the podcasting space. You know, in our our space, of course, it's you know people like Odyssey and and uh, iHeart and and of course Wondery and all of these other companies. Yeah, NPR and you know NPR. You know. Everybody, everybody's yep. in podcasting. We're even into podcasting. Two point four million podcasts available. So when there are that many podcasts out there, Ed or uh, Keith, what do you do? Sorry, that was Freudian. You gonna call me Ed? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so what are you going to do? When you've got that many podcasts, how do you claim a big audience? How do you give advertisers benefits that they want? And how do you hold on the prestige of being the big operator in the game? How do you do that? Well, I think you have great shows, great content, great personalities like ours, like us. And uh, you, you just generate organically a great audience and following. And, and everybody can't wait to you know sign up and download our episodes every week. Uh, Is that's that how you do the it? Answer. That's not how you oh. do it. If you All want right, to gain I'm... audience, you cheat. You cheat. Yeah. So here's here's what's going on. I know this comes as a complete shock to you, but there are these uh, uh, networks that uh, uh, iHeart and other companies are using to scam the download numbers. What they do is they use audience network placements to boost podcast ratings. So here's how it works. You've all seen okay. banners at the bottom of various websites but also at the bottom of game networks. Now, this is specific to game networks, and I think it's because they use audio interstitials that require the user to sit through 10 seconds of the ad before they can play the game or before they can add tokens or whatever the, you know, whatever the, the deal is. And so they sit through 10 seconds of the podcast. They play 10 seconds of the podcast so that... Guess what they get to count that 10 seconds as? A download. Thank you. Exactly. A download. And so, so, so do they do this two or three times a, a, a month or three or 4,000 times a month? What's, what, what's the deal? Well, what they're doing really, and, and uh, you know, to make it obvious, is they are creating millions of listeners of listeners who don't listen to anything but the first 10 seconds. So there are no real listeners in this in this strategy, and ads are based on downloads, right? Yeah. So the ads, which often run uh, mid-roll or post-roll, are clearly not being heard by anybody. And what they're doing, iHeart is the big name in this, apparently. iHeart has been buying 6 million downloads since 2018. 6 million downloads per month. Per, per month? month. Now, strange as this may sound, more than half of the top podcast shows are iHeart. Yeah, and yeah. and in the top twenty shows, Keith, I get, there are a, a couple of them that haven't had a new show in months, and one hasn't even had a new show in more than a year, but it's still in the top twenty. How does that happen? You buy downloads. You buy downloads. That's, that's how it happens. Wow! And I just thought it just grew organically. Oh, yeah, wow. I know. Well. Silly me. Yeah, it, <laughs> another example of your extraordinary naivete, oh, wow, you know, gosh, living I, in La La Land. Well, yeah, literally and figuratively, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's incredible because, you know, it's not about listeners or who listens. It's about how many downloads you have. That's the only way they can really track this right now. 
That's and right. uh, and so if there's a way to game the system, literally using gamers, and those guys are just just addicted, and so it's just that's all their life is is just you know uh, is gaming. Uh, I could see where there's a big audience there. So why not just run? It's not even a 10 second part of it. It's just probably it's like uh, I hear these 10 second promos on the iHeartRadio app all the time for their podcasts. So maybe that's what they're running. Jeez, that's incredible. That's six million a month. I, know. I bet they're doing it. I bet they're doing it on trade. I bet they've got a trade deal. Yeah. Well, I don't know about the cash, but I, it, but it is an extraordinary number. Um, and by the way, to give credit, this is a from a Bloomberg article it, that it has come to to be known. Now, the thing that's fascinating is there is zero coverage in the radio trade press on this. Zero. Yeah, I haven't in- seen anything either. Inside Nothing. Radio and its podcasting sister pub is owned by iHeart. iHeart. Exactly. And nobody else wants to piss off the folks at iHeart. There's too much money that gets spread around in the trade. So it's a story that goes untold everywhere, but with Media Insultant. So now you know. And, you know, you brought up a a great point. They don't have a good measurement system for the audience yet. And what bothers me a lot is Pittman and his crew at iHeart seem to be frantic to keep this podcasting hamster running. This is oh, yeah. this is fraudulent. I mean, you know, you could you could say it's scummy and low-handed. That's true too, but it, it genuinely to me strikes me as being fraudulent. And and you know, it's an equivalent of, you know, when we were running radio stations, you know, you'd you'd get a big order for next month and you'd write it up and say, "Oh, look, I got all this business on the books coming up." And then you cancel it before it runs and you move it to the next month. Yeah. And then you cancel that and move it to the next month so it looks like you got a big pipeline. And you don't. We've all had salespeople who've tried that, and that doesn't work very well. But it's the not, same not, thing. None of my salespeople ever did that. None. Ever. <laughs> ever. Well, yours had been more adequately trained, Keith, you know. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> well, you know, but what's interesting about this, too, is that you know, this is hundreds of millions of downloads. So this is, this is you know, six million to juice up a couple of shows uh, or, and, and even include shows that haven't been produced in a year. You know, it's kind of silly, you know, so I, I, I let's follow this story and see what see if there is some sort of blowback from from iHeart uh, or, or the post or anybody else that's done this, because, you know, it's just like what a waste of time. I mean, you know, they're not even doing it right. They're promoting shows that don't exist anymore. You know, uh, so uh, this is this it's, is really crazy. It does. It does seem it does seem a little weird. So, yeah, yeah let's let's keep an eye on it. I think I think that's a really good idea, you know. And my, and, and maybe we could, and maybe we could buy a few of these uh, gaming downloads. Uh, Keith, Keith. <laughs> oh, sorry. We don't want that admitted into into public testimony. <laughs> All right, move, moving on quickly here. Um, Steve Adams is a guy who formed yeah. a radio group uh, known as Adams Radio. Originally formed a group maybe I don't know twenty years ago. And he had pretty good markets. He had markets like Seattle and Phoenix and uh, I think San Antonio. I'm not sure. But he had half a dozen good markets, good radio stations, sold it off, sold off the group, and decided about 10 years ago to take a stab back at it. So he he formed a new company called Adams Radio, and he brought in Ron Stone, who was Mm -hmm. his CFO at the original Adams Radio. Ron was running Adams Radio. He took over as president and CEO of Adams Radio, and they had – Four markets, 18 stations. They were in small, medium-sized markets, Fort Wayne, Valparaiso, Indiana, Las Cruces, New Mexico, and Tallahassee, Florida. Okay? Yeah. So, yeah. nice. And Ron's, nice. and Ron's a friend of the show. 
Brian's a good friend of the show. We we have a lot of respect and really like him. And he also runs uh, the uh, IBA, the Independent Broadcasters Association. So the long and short of it is uh, uh, suddenly uh, Steve Adams decides to sell his group for $12.6 million in cash. Now, this is 700000 for 18 stations, which doesn't strike me as a particularly good price. I went back. I didn't do a lot of digging, but I did go back, and I found that uh, two of the FMs he has in Fort Wayne were sold to Summit from an individual owner to Summit in 2002, so 20 years ago, for $4.4 million. That's two mm-hmm. stations. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it gives you kind of a scale on where the value of this whole cluster of radio stations has gone today, and it's kind of a microcosm of where the whole radio business looks these days. And that's that's really un, unfortunate. So I think picking up these eighteen stations for two point six million is an example of bottom feeding. It's really um, it's really kind of a sad sad look at the value of radio stations. Ron's not going to stick around. He's going to stay yep. on as executive director of IBA, and he may do some other things in the business. We'll have to keep an eye on him. But uh, anyway, uh, you have any thoughts on this sale? So who bought it? Uh, it, interestingly, it's a group of investors who originally invested in the original Adams Radio Group, as I understand it. And I don't know what they plan to do with it. I don't know if they're going to parse off the stations or if they're going to operate it or if it's generating enough cash flow that, you know, Steve said, you know, it's time to take my chips off the table, the few that are left. Maybe. Or, so this is kind of like selling it to themselves. Well, they, they weren't investors in this. As I understand it, they were not investors in this form of Adams Radio. Oh, okay. They were Got investors it. in the original. They, original. And, and they probably made a lot of money on that one, so they wanted to try it again. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and, and Ron had just, he was on the show when he was talking about the sale of his stations in, uh, was it Delaware, the coast there in Delaware? Delmarva. And, and Maryland, yeah. Delmarva area. Right. And that he found some uh, great synergy for those stations with a local TV owner and another radio guy and, and ended up, you know, doing okay on those. Not big money, but did okay. But it's almost like they're 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 teeing this up to uh, to sell to Town Square. You know, this is kind of like the Town Square kind of market size uh, market fit. Um, you know, maybe that's you know maybe that's where they're going to go. Town Square just picked up Sierra Vista, and that's only about a I don't know a five hour drive from uh, Las Cruces. You know, so hey, yeah, there you go. You know, well, um, and that's the question. What you know, why do they? But if if that was really the case, and I think uh, Khalil brokered this deal, so yep, yep. Khalil would have um, if. If Steve, you can be sure, Khalil shopped it with Town Square. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly, and uh, yeah, the, the guys down on Country Club in Tucson at the Khalil headquarters—they're high-fiving today. They got—they they, they sold some stations to the to the prior owners. This is great. Yeah. No, no, so. they're high-fiving. They sold something. They sold you know? something. Yeah. Now, the decimal point has moved to the left. It's gone the wrong direction, but they sold something. All right. Frank well, and Fred are happy. There you go. That's all that matters. And 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 they should be happy with this one. So good luck to well, the new Steve or the new Adams Radio Group, and good luck to Ron Stone as he yeah. endeavors further. Ron will get picked up somewhere. All right. Final note. Uh, speaking of money, we uh, really love the support we get from you. Uh, you can see the QR code here on screen. And if you if you like what we're doing and want to support it, we always appreciate a little uh, a little support. Click on the QR code. It'll take you right to our Venmo account, and you can make your support known there. If you're listening to this on the podcast, we're also at Venmo. Just look for In Town Media. Really appreciate it. Thank you. 
Hey, Keith, on Friday, let's talk about the blow-up at Cool. Looks like that's kind of an interesting thing down in Phoenix. Yep. Odyssey has done it again. <laughs> exactly, yep. yep. Push the Odyssey that plung- way. There you go. That's right. It's the Odyssey way. We'll push that plunger down. All right, Media Insultant drops new shows each uh, Tuesday and Friday on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, as well as the video which is on Vimeo on the video on the Media Insultant Showcase. Yep, and look for the most re- most recent uploaded video, and then you'll find that. And then on Friday, too, I've got a little update on Amazon Prime Thursday Night Football for you, Jackson. If you didn't get your box this week, it's a football promoting month- Thursday Night Football right there. Oh, that's there amazing. No, there I didn't go. get my football. I'll, I'll give you a little update on, on the ratings and uh, tell, tell Mrs. Weaver to start ordering some more stuff from Prime. You know, <laughs> you'll get a box just like that. I don't think that suggestion needs to be made. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Media Insultant is a production of In Town Media, interim consulting management company. Our comments are all, your comments are always appreciated. Jackson at InTownMedia.com. We'll be back on Friday when we do this all over again. Keith, I'll see you then, buddy. Have a great week. I'll see you then. <laughs>